Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of X-Files. We hope that you're all having a good holiday season so far and that you are excited to talk about self-care because we certainly are (laughs) yes yes it's something that i'm i am definitely passionate about and excited to to share but first we want to invite you to ask us anything anything what are you curious to know about the x-files gals we are going to be doing a special holiday getting to know you episode and would love for you to be a part of it So do you have a question for either of us about our background, our breakups, our interests, how we got started with breakup coaching? Please send us your interview questions via our IG and um, we will do our best to answer them. Yeah, I know in sessions, my clients always have like really good questions about um, my personal experiences. So Mm -hmm. I know you guys are thinking it. So this is your time to ask us and we'll be doing an episode um just like getting to know us because we we haven't done that before and I think it'd be fun (laughs) yeah so it's not necessarily uh breakup questions it's questions about Claire and myself Mm -hmm. so send them through we're gonna do a special holiday episode um, yeah and like we always say we like you to know us and for us to know you so yeah this is your chance to do that Awesome. And then also, if this self-care episode kind of prompts you to want to develop a self-care routine to support your healing journey, we'd love to support you in that. There's lots of support, 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 support. But um, (laughs) that's what we do. And, you know, we are available to work one-on-one with you. That is how we make a living. Um, So, you know, this podcast is very much supplemental. And if you want more, you can definitely get more. So DM us on Instagram or through our Facebook group to request information about that. So with that, if you're ready to get started on examining self-care in a breakup, let's dive in. All right. So first of all, what is self-care? What is self-care for healing? So certainly the definition of self-care is different for everyone. There's no one authority in the world that says what it is. Um, My definition is or are the activities, routines, and practices that I include in my day and week that prevent me from getting burnt out. I suffer really bad from burnout when I get it. And so I work really hard to prevent it. Um, There are things that I have learned that um, help such as getting the right amount of sleep, leaving the house for a certain amount of um, time each day, um, often unplugging on the weekends, um, not working evenings is a big one for me. Um, saying no when I'm starting to be spread too thin, taking walks, that type of thing. Some people might say that self-care activities are the activities that help them stay high vibe or fully operational. I like that definition as well. Yeah. So when I'm healing from a broken heart or other emotional stress, there are other things that I do to get feeling like myself again. And when I'm um, 
coaching someone through a breakup, there are certain things that I encourage my clients to do for self-care that help them turn a corner in their healing. Um, some, and I recommend these things based on getting to know someone there. It's, I don't really have cookie cutter, um, things that I recommend. What about yeah, you? It's definitely not cookie cutter. It really depends on the person. Like if you are someone who's very much stuck in your head and like kind of disconnected from your body and we can, you know, there's, there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm we'll focus on things like getting back into your body, starting to like ground, like Mm -hmm. calming your nervous system and getting yourself out of that like repetitive thinking mode. Some people will be completely different and they'll be like very much in their body and they're just like avoiding making any sense of the breakup at all. They're just feeling it. Um, And in that case, we're going to start like working on more questioning and things like that. So um, self-care for me, it it looks different than it does for Janice, for sure. We are um, kind of different. Um, Definitely the walks in the sunlight, we are just plants with complicated emotions. Um, So you do need sunlight, you do need exercise, you do need those things. Um, But for me, you know, working in the evening isn't actually necessarily the worst thing for me when it's dark outside. I'm like, I would rather be working when it's dark outside and taking time outside in the mornings when I have the most energy and that really sets off my day. Um, so I'd rather start work late than, you know, end it earlier. Um, so that's just, you know, one example of how people can be different with self-care. Um, one thing we're about to dive into is physical self-care and part of that is workouts um, and like giving your body the exercise you need to function the best. And that is so personal as well, because um, when I was going through my breakup, I went from doing like high impact, heavy weight workouts to like, I just need to walk. Like I can't even like the idea of going to the gym and trying to lift a weight just like made me want to like burst into tears because it was just too hard because I felt like just walking around during the day, you know, doing everyday stuff was hard enough, let alone doing a hard workout. So I really transitioned to more like Pilates and just slow walks, getting outside um, and really listening to my body in that way. And you may be totally different. Maybe that during a uh, breakup you find I need to go and get mad and hit something. (laughs) um, So yeah, so when you were sharing these tips, there are some things that are like universal, like sunlight um, and eating (laughs) and drinking water that apply to everyone. But then there's a lot of like latitude for listening to your body. And that's really what it's about. If you're going to take anything away, even if you stop the podcast right now, listen to your body. What do you need? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly it can also, um, 
can be hard to know what self-care means. If you're in the midst of a breakup, you might just think, well, no, nothing's going to help. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yeah. So that's one reason why we're here. We have lots of suggestions to guide you in the right direction, if that is how you're feeling. So self-care for breakups. First of all, let's talk about possibly what physical self-care may look like. First Ooh. of all, sleep. <laughs> I would say this is something that is probably going to apply to everyone in this yeah. case. A breakup is a very stressful event in one's life and stress can take a really big toll on the body and you might actually require more sleep yeah. when healing from a breakup. So this definitely means as much as you're enjoying TikTok and other <laughs> things that you have on your phone that distract you, you know, you do need to put the phone away, shut off the lights and, and get some sleep. Yeah, it, it's hugely important. And I know it's like, we can be using TikTok or Instagram or whatever to be numbing kind of the pain and distracting our yeah. brain. And it, it feels like when you turn that off, there's suddenly like that silence where mm -hmm. you're alone with your thoughts <laughs> yes. and it's awful. Um, well, but... <laughs> if that's you, I mean, I fall asleep listening to something, um, yeah. which I actually started that I think during a breakup several years yeah. back because it was weird for me to be at home alone in bed at night and so yeah I started listening to something while I dozed off and yeah it's a habit that I haven't broken but you know what it gets me to sleep I have to say um yeah I often have people tell me that I shouldn't um talk about it like it's a bad habit since it helps me so much so yeah whatever and, well, lately I've been listening to um <laughs> that show Dharma and Greg no, it, um, it's old. It's from like 2001. And it's just about this couple. One's a hippie, one's a lawyer. And it's just a really cute, feel good show. I, I, it's easy to listen to while you doze off. Wow. Um, all right. <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> if that helps you. So I also think that it's really important to watch when you sleep. Yeah. Something that I know I can definitely relate to is that when I go to sleep late at night and then sleep in, I just often feel like you're already starting the day behind. Yeah. You know, and I know that when I'm depressed, when I've struggled with severe depression in the past, you know, I've been the type that will sleep really late and it just starts kind of a vicious cycle of just feeling like shit, you know, because the day's already passing you by. So yeah. um, something I always check in with my clients about is what the sleep schedule is. So I think it may be beneficial to get to bed earlier and wake up earlier rather than waking up when people are already several hours into their, into their day. And I know that that's really hard to do when you're depressed and when you're tired, but I would say just try it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the type of thing where you're going to like to reset that sleep schedule. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. You kind of have to have a couple days where you're waking up earlier than is comfortable. Yeah. And because otherwise you're not going to be tired at night. I know when you're, when you're going through something emotionally, like it just, it can throw everything off. So, um, there's that, but also, um, 
finding a consistent sleep schedule is so important. I'm a little obsessed with optimizing health and stuff. So I've learned that getting to bed and waking up on a consistent schedule really impacts sleep quality too. Um, so like even if you're getting the quote same amount of hours of sleep, if it's at a different time and your your schedule's all over the place, it won't be as good of quality hmm. if as if you just like picked a time and stuck to it. Um, I don't listen, I can't listen to things with plot and stuff, um, when I'm trying to go to sleep, but I do like, I haven't Alexa, um, and she, she likes to, well, she doesn't, I like to ask her to play, um, rainforest noises okay. for some reason, rainforest sounds doesn't <laughs> cue the right track but if you say rainforest noises <laughs> it goes to the sleep sounds app i think and it's just like the best track but she has like hundreds of others because i lost it at one point i couldn't find what it was like it wasn't coming up when i was asking her for it and so it took me some time to like refine it and wow she has like everything like even like microwave noises microwave. she's like yeah like when you like put the <laughs> microwave on and that low hum oh they'll play okay. that um like just <laughs> the most bizarre or if you need to sleep with a fan but you don't have a fan she can play that things like that is wow crazy. man different um, strokes for different folks yeah i can't even imagine desiring that for a yeah, second but i know right i guess i mean not so of a lot of people that's yeah. fascinating okay yeah and then also insight timer has sleep meditations as well yeah um, I personally... those work for some people yeah oh yeah I check use... it out everyone. yeah yeah um i i've been using this meditation app called aura a-u-r-a mm -hmm. um and i just really like it because there's like rain noises in the background of everything that insight timer doesn't have but this is a paid app whereas insight timer is free but you can leave tips if you want so yeah free um, for now i mean they just did this upgrade um which is making me wonder if they're gonna start charging because it's getting I mean, good it I, makes I love insights so they, much yeah i mean they've got a great service and you know yeah. people have to build that and those people yeah. have to be paid so yeah i get it um well, uh, you're doing a good job, Insight Timer. You can yeah. sponsor us. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll advertise for you. They're they're doing this thing now where before you meditate, you do a mood check-in, and I'm really enjoying it. Let's talk about self-care and diet. All right. Breakup can leave us feeling really lethargic because the, of the emotional stress or the shock. So it can find us uh, reaching for foods that give us a quick serotonin boost, such as salty chips, chocolate, fast food. And of course, this can start a vicious cycle and can lead to feeling even worse. Or, which happens to me, you might completely lose your appetite and not want to eat anything. And that too can start a vicious cycle and lead to lots of problems <laughs> trust me yeah. i know food is essential to your well-being so it's important to figure out what type of food will make you feel good and do that and uh, this can 
you know, you might want to think about how self-care and food works for you. Maybe it's mm-hmm. cooking, maybe it's going out, maybe it's finding things that are easy, but healthy. Um, when I was first starting breakup coaching, I wrote this article about food, food for breakups or what to eat during your breakup. Mm-hmm. And I did not end up selling it to my disappointment, <laughs> but um, some of the foods that I found are really good for breakups are healthy pre-made soups. So not in the can, the ones that, you know, they're selling in the deli and that's because they're easy and they're often very full of nutrients. So you might want to try something like that. I know a lot of people really love soup. It's not so much my thing, no, but, um, I just, it's not a meal to me, but I know a lot of people really, really love it and it's warm and it feels good. So maybe think about that dark chocolate over other types of sugary snacks, of course, in moderation, tea over coffee, because you don't want to get dehydrated and, um, I'll like well, we said, you got us also dehydrated you, but it does have a lot of antioxidants in it. And so does coffee, but you know, like, yeah, especially in the afternoon. I mean, I would never be the type of person to skip um, my morning coffee, but in the afternoon, you know, you might want to not have so much, um, so much caffeine yeah. possibly if it that's just, something that's going to affect you. Yeah. Like, you know, if you find, I think it's what we're focusing on is that if you're, if your eating habits have changed with your diet, these are some things to like, look out for basically like, I mean, if you drink too much caffeine of any form, like you're going to be jittery and anxious and it's going to create like more of a problem combined with like already your emotional state of being like kind of um, really sensitive and like sad right now, you Mm know? So like, yeah, if you are, if you've had your daily cup of coffee and it hasn't been a problem like don't don't feel like you have to change your coffee to tea you know um i think it's just if if you find that you're swinging widely wildly towards like uh ice cream and all of these things and it's becoming like a daily thing that's a problem that you recognize as a problem okay swap in some dark chocolate instead it'll give you especially if you're female um it does affect Mm -hmm. us differently than men um so it'll it'll give you some of the same good feelings but without like the negative side effects that come in when you're doing too much of it so i don't want this to become like something where you know we're we're introducing like restrictive eating patterns if it's not a problem for you but if it is um these are some ideas right is that correct yeah okay so another thing that i came up with is especially if you don't feel like cooking or you don't feel like preparing any self anything for yourself salmon with some easy sides is easy to do and also it just is uh, good. It tastes it's good. So it's so good. It's my favorite meal. <laughs> you're going to be definitely having a bit of self-care there just because you're going to be um, able to make something that's fast. Um, mm-hmm. but also that is very satisfying to eat and let's try not to skip breakfast. If you can scramble yourself some eggs that gives you a bit of vitamin D and, um, brain food. And it's a good way to start your day. 
Yeah. So just a couple of some ideas if you're finding that eating is an issue for you during your breakup. Ooh, and then um, check out episode 32, Heal Your Heart, Heal Your Gut with Patty. She talks about um, eating nutritiously during um, times of healing and um, her journey with a breakup and learning about the healing power of food. Yeah, that was such a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So next up, time to grieve. So this is this is important, guys. You've got a window of time after your breakup when the emotions are super close to the surface and you may find yourself wanting to cry or unleash onto the people around you. And this is often because we tend to only allow ourselves like a very short window of time to grieve. And we don't allow ourselves that proper, like, let it all out, get messy grieving process. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you are finding that you're not really letting yourself have that grieving process or you're trying, um, you know, Band-Aid tactics like going immediately onto the apps and, you know, distracting yourself with something new, like just know that can lead you down a really bad path um because i i i've been there i've done this yeah. um i'm it's no secret that like this journey to being a coach for me started with like a breakup with a 5 year long term like engagement <laughs> um and then immediately jumping into a super intense short relationship. And then when that ended, I was left really with the grief of two people. And that yeah. was very confusing because it was like, who am I going to feel sad about today? Um, <laughs> you know, like it was just like every day I'd be grieving either of the people, you know, and it, it was very confusing and I felt like a shitty person. Um, so like, obviously I've come a really long way from that. Um, and that was the inspiration for becoming a coach because I'm like, I could have saved myself so much heartache if I had had someone on my team who was like, maybe don't, yeah. maybe don't do that. Mm-hmm. That could be a bad idea. Um, so yeah, if we neglect to really recognize and deal with your true feelings after a crisis, they're going to resurface later. You have to process it. Um, You just get to choose when. And I would rather do it right now during, you know, a time of your life when it actually happens instead of later. Like I often talk about like your bucket of grief like you're either going to carry that around until you decide to deal with it or you can start to process it a little bit at Mm -hmm. a time so yeah whether it's tears anger frustration i urge you to find a way to really sink into your feelings and let themselves out for the next few weeks even a couple months you know there's not really like a time limit um and you know i think that is something that has to happen yeah. You know? And it can definitely be a form of self-care if you need yeah. to, to wallow in it for a little while, you might find out that it ends up feeling really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to make it through it. <laughs> yeah. So do it sooner rather than later, because you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. You have to get through it. Let's do it now. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and a couple episodes that can help you process emotions are episode 23, The Healing Power of Crying, episode 26, Journaling with Janice, episode 29, Let's Talk Rituals. I think a ritual could be a great form of self-care after a breakup. So we give a lot of ideas in that episode about designing your own breakup ritual. So before we get on with self-care and breakups, shall we take a short break to let our audience know about one of our podcast buddies? What do you think, Claire? Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Unhinged and Bumbled Up. This great dating podcast is hosted by two Brits from across the pond who love to chat about what it's like out there. Phil and Jane come together at least once a week to chat about surviving the dating life, finding someone to click with for a night or a lifetime, dealing with some relationship pitfalls, and navigating the tricky world of looking for something, all with a lot of laughs along the way, and games, and fun chats. I love this podcast so much. It's good. It is so fun to listen to and is absolutely great for your moving on journey go give them a listen and some love wherever you listen to podcasts awesome okay let's move on social media and self-care this might be the key to your healing for some one of the most vital action to take is also the hardest and that is turning off your social media oof We talk about it a lot and I know from personal experience and speaking with people almost every day that people find this very, very, very difficult to do. I got a DM just today about social media and how, and my advice on staying away from it. And look, as hard as it is, you can, you know, sometimes you just got to take the leap and do it. I recommend deactivating your accounts. I know that that is really difficult and people might find it unfathomable, but I have done it and I know that it really, really helped me. I, you know, um, I've talked about a lot on this show that after my last breakup, I deactivated Facebook for a few weeks and partially it was because my ex was in my same social network and I just, I don't know. I just felt like it was too stressful. We had posted lots of pictures of ourselves on Facebook. And I just thought it's just, it just was something I didn't want in my life for a while. I didn't want to know what he was doing because of seeing what our other friends were doing. And yeah, I deactivated it and it helped a ton. You know, you don't need to get up the courage to do it. Just open your phone and do it and deal with the consequences later. Um, and if you don't want to deactivate, please, please, please block your ex from all of your accounts. Remember, so-called social media stalking leads to nothing that is going to help you during your breakup. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I get that if you had a lot of shared friends, um, like sometimes pictures of them are just going to come up. And so what I advise my clients in that circumstance is um to use the mute feature it's definitely a thing on instagram i'm pretty sure it is on facebook yes um also not a lot of 
I don't know. People are living more on Instagram. I feel like in yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's different. I I think I I've noticed that my Australian friends tend to be on Facebook more than my American friends. But certainly, yeah. yes, you can mute on both. I love yeah. the mute. I yeah, I have so many people muted but, for yeah. various reasons. Exactly, but mute them mute your mutual friends as well yes. at least for the next few months yeah. that way you're not like you know surprised by pictures of them just like popping up on your feed you can you can when you're muting someone you're not unfollowing them you're not blocking them you're not doing any of that so if you are really invested in keeping up on someone's life one of your <laughs> friends who happens uh -huh. to be mutual mm -hmm. you can be like all right i'm gonna go to their profile there's a chance i might see my ex but i'm you know hoping not to but at least you're prepared it's not like you're scrolling and everything's fine yeah. and then boom there they are and you're reeling um yep. so yeah so use that mute button uh what's the word generously um <laughs> for sure i still think you should probably delete or block your ex but yeah mute everybody else i would say that this is the number one thing that i see holding people back are these damn social media accounts and it hurts my heart a bit because it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, uh, and it's it really something doesn't. that only really our like generation has had to deal with with breakups. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, like our parents didn't have, you know, they could just never see their ex again, and <laughs> and that would be it. Um, you know, uh, social media it gets you in multiple different ways. Like, there's not just like watching their feed or story or going to their profile or seeing them come up there's also like when you post a story you see who's watching your story and yeah. you know i have clients who are like i watch for their name to pop oh, up and sometimes it God. does and that sucks and sometimes it doesn't and that yeah. also sucks uh -huh. so you know think about how you will feel with each eventuality and i guarantee whether they're watching or not it's not a good feeling so just do yeah. the mute and mm -hmm. like Pe remove that reminder of them or block them if you yeah. can do that that's better mm -hmm. i think you might want to ask yourself what you're holding on to if you're you know refusing to do the blocking because you know people talk to me about how much pain seeing the photos puts them in but then they think that it's too drastic of a step to delete or block and you know, I think yeah. if you look inside and, you know, you might want to explore with a coach what that's really about. And, you know, I've never seen a case where this did not help. I also think when it comes to social media and a breakup that sometimes when you're depressed and you're on social media and you're seeing what other people are doing and other people, you know, at least appearing quite happy and, you know, living their best life, that that can be a little challenging also when you're feeling yeah. depressed. I think that yeah. was one reason why I deactivated my my Facebook account is obviously people post mostly the good stuff and it just yeah I've seen other people happy was making my depression yeah. worse and you're and in your so, grief process and you're yeah. like wow I've just been sitting on my couch you know yeah, now I feel exactly. even worse about mm -hmm. myself and it's like mm -hmm. no this is your season yeah that you're in um they 
on the outside seem to be in a different season, but that's also not <laughs> very generally... true. It's very hard to tell yourself <laughs> that when you're depressed. So yeah. if you deactivate your accounts, they're still there. You can turn them back on. I think that this is yeah, as hard as it seems. I think that you might find that the social media break is one of the best acts of self-care that you can do. If you want more help, with social media, please check out episode 11. Damn, that was a long time ago. <laughs> social media after a breakup. Next up is saying no. You're like, what? What is this? <laughs> yes, saying no is a form of self-care. Um, what does that mean? It means you're considering your needs before the needs of some random person, someone you know, or external commitments that are asking for your time. I don't mean becoming super self-centered and being like, I don't give a shit about anyone else. No, <laughs> yes. like there's a way to do this and be a good person. Definitely. Don't worry, you mm -hmm. can say no and still be a good person. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the main concerns. Yeah, is, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're saying no like ahead of time rather yeah. than saying yes to something and then flaking out because you're down in yeah. the dumps. It, it would be hmm. better to say no off the bat and be like, you know what? I don't know if I'll have the emotional bandwidth or the energy for that. Yep. Like I would love to help you out another time um mm -hmm. rather than saying yes because you say bad and then having like a breakdown and being like i can't do it i can't mm -hmm. do it and then that person gets let down yeah a lot yeah. of times i find because this was a hard practice for me too a lot of times i find that um it's so scary to say no and then when you do people are just like oh okay and they figure something else out like mm -hmm. and they didn't care as much i mean they care like obviously they want you in their life and everything but <laughs> <laughs> they it wasn't like this this you know big big deal that you thought it would be mm. um yeah so you can say no to something it's optional and instead spend time doing something that's going to feed into your own well-being um and this might be mean saying no to an invitation or a commitment so you can rest yeah you can say no just to do nothing um so, yeah absolutely and, yeah. i think uh trying to limit your work commitments possibly social, um, just obligations in general, you know, for the few weeks after your breakup is, is a really, really good thing. And also remember, and this is a bad, or this is a hard habit for some people to get into, but remembering that when you say no, you don't need to give, you know, a complex explanation or a story or an excuse or, yeah. And the easier that it, that it becomes to say no, you'll find that you're able to make yourself a priority a lot easier as well. So yeah. I, I know sometimes um, I think when people just say no, they think they have to have, you know, this grand explanation for it or like a list of reasons and you don't really. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, like another way to think about it is when you do this, you are showing your friends and the people around you that they can also say no to yeah. you and no explanation or excuse needed for them. Yeah. And I think that's that's really beautiful. Like it goes both ways, okay? Yeah. So, you know, as as you do this and it's tough at first, be like, 
I'm showing them that this is okay for them to do too. Cause you wouldn't, if your friend said that they couldn't hang out one time or something, you wouldn't be like, oh my God, the friendship is over. You know, like you'd be like, okay. Uh, and, and figure something else out for that day, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling bad when you say no to people, you may want to pay attention to that feeling and ask why as well. Like, why aren't you more comfortable putting your well-being above the wants of others? And that might be socialization and your parents modeling and mm -hmm. just what yeah. you've learned through being a person in society. And so I get it. It's going to be hard. Um, but we can start to change these dynamics. Um, and you can start to condition yourself to be different. So... I can certainly say you can. Another form of self-care that Claire and I have both talked about that we would urge you to try, this might change your life, is moving your body. Especially if you're having a hard time thinking about what self-care might look like for you, try taking a walk outside. Yeah. <laughs> Walking helps to produce the hormones you need to bounce back serotonin and dopamine. A nice stroll is guaranteed to give you at least a temporary boost and it won't leave you with a hangover afterwards. It's yeah. such a great practice to get into. Besides the initial release of hormones, extra movement will probably help you sleep better yep. and will help with those crazy periods of monkey mind that can follow a breakup. Yes. I have read a study that found those struggling with mental health issues experience the most significant results in their healing when spending time outside doing exercise yeah. or spending time doing, what do they call it? Uh, green what does this article say green bathing like green bathing? exercise <laughs> green exercise is an activity in the presence of nature evidence shows it leads to positive short and long-term health outcomes <laughs> that's from All the right. study that i found <laughs> i know that it has been a game changer for me it helps you process things for sure I know sometimes when I struggle with racing thoughts after something like a breakup or uh, issues with my family getting outside and walking while I kind of process things helps yes. to like move it through my body and yeah. you know uh, sometimes it helps to to think about things and process them. And I just find for whatever reason, when I'm doing it outside while walking, it tends to, to leave me quicker. Yeah. And of course, sunlight. Yes. I'm talking about this. Yeah. So like I said earlier, you are a houseplant with complicated emotions. You need sunlight. You need to get outside. Um, and I think it's like so easy not to nowadays. Like we have so much entertainment inside. We work yeah. inside. We do our like our Record daily our activities inside. <laughs> yeah. So you do need sun. If it's the dead of winter and you live somewhere where there's like literally no sunlight and it's just like you can't go outside, 
maybe look into red light devices or other lights specifically made for seasonal uh-huh. affective disorder that can really help. Like it's amazing what these small little details that we take for granted can do for us. That's true. Um, I started recently sleeping with my shades open so that the sunlight uh, wakes me up and I love it. I really love it. It helps me wake up and it just kind of puts me in a cheery mood to have the sun as soon as I wake up in the morning. So get out there and walk everyone. I I actually have this as part of my coaching programs is, you know, having people commit to a certain amount of uh, walks per week. I think it'll help. Also moving your body is really, really important for processing emotions just in general. It's not just releasing all these feel good chemicals. Um, if you are a avid reader, I highly recommend reading The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. I did the best I could with his name. I think I did it. Um, but it is incredibly interesting and it's it's really, really cool um, to learn about the research saying that um, basically when when you're put in a situation where there's like intense emotions by having control through movement so like if like the breakup happened and you're feeling really hurt by that um you weren't able to do anything in the moment but you can as you process like do the things that your body felt like it needed in that moment, but wasn't like socially acceptable or something. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's really pretty incredible. It's, it's definitely in the context of, of trauma and pretty, um, pretty bad things happening to people. Um, but I think it does apply to breakups as well. I have another book I would like to recommend that talks about the exact same concept Ooh. and it's called Maps to Ecstasy by Gabrielle Roth. I'm reading it right now for the second time. She's the founder of Five Rhythms Dancing and she talks about how you can process emotions through different types of movement as well yeah. and different um, like rhythms of dance. Oh my <laughs> I'm God. shaking yes. my hands because when I started doing Five Rhythms Dancing, sometimes I would find that I would shake during certain songs yeah kind of trying to kind of get out anger and frustration and I something I actually still do that's why I'm reading the book again because I dance a lot yeah. at home oh and I gosh. wanted to get a refresher on how it works with processing emotions and it, it does yeah and shaking is so important like if you watch any animal that like on Nat Geo right the antelope gets away from the lion it shakes afterwards to like dispel Mm. all that adrenaline and Uh everything that it needed to get away. But if it continued to be in that state of fight or flight and didn't like shake it off, Uh um, it'd be really damaging to that animal. But we we don't do that. So maybe try just shaking your body. It's actually um, something I'm seeing more and more. people purposely shaking to Mm -hmm. to dispel um those feelings and stuff so really interesting walk dance get it out of your body there's lots of really great playlists on spotify that i use when i want to want to dance so you might find that you got um a new new self-care practice um maybe a little rituals i like to dance at at night. So more breakup self-care. 
How about leaving town, going on a little road trip? A weekend road trip is a really fun way to distract yourself from grief, enjoy the moment, move around a bit, have a fun experience that doesn't involve your ex, aka start a great life without them. New memories. Yeah. I am such a big fan of the weekend road trip or just the weekend uh, day trip, either alone or with maybe one other friend. I think it's a wonderful thing to do after a breakup. So are there any places within two hours of your home that you've never explored? You only need a day to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So perhaps, oh, I something I did with one of my clients recently was make a list of all of these places and then just pick something once the weekend comes up. I think the weekends can be kind of daunting for some people who are going through a breakup. And if you already have the list handy, you can just pick something and kind of make yourself do it rather than sitting around thinking that you don't have anything to do because you're down in the dumps and you're not feeling creative about coming up with something. Or you can just go a few towns over and spend, spend the day, just kind of hang out. I like doing that as well. You can also make a Google maps list of all the best places to shop, all the best places to eat. Um, Think about all the things that make a town special, start exploring. I have a list on my Google Maps, probably like 30 places long of things I want to do here in Denver. And it is really handy on the weekends. And I'm not even going through a breakup. (laughs) And it's fun to do too, to add to your list. Yeah. And it reminds you how big the world is and how many other people are in it. Um, to like get outside of your normal stomping grounds and be like, oh, wow, <laughs> the world is huge. Uh-huh. Um, and that can just be really optimistic um, as you're going through a breakup and perhaps thinking thoughts like, there's no one else out there for me or, That's you know, there's no one going to be as hot as him. Like, I guarantee it. There's always someone hotter than him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... <laughs> Anyways, so uh, up next, breakup trophy. Ta-da! I love it. This is an idea that Janice definitely introduced to me. Um, so picking up a breakup trophy can be a great way to keep yourself motivated, stay positive, stay no contact, and treat yourself. So it's like this positive reinforcement for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a prize or a gift that you give yourself to celebrate how far you've come and celebrate winning after your breakup. So it can be a great form of self-care during a breakup because it gives you the opportunity to practice giving yourself gifts. Yeah. Like I think um, one of the things that people, um, you know, like especially I guess women, um, perhaps um, I'm thinking this is gonna be more of a woman thing uh, is like getting flowers, you know, it's like, oh, well I never get flowers, you know, um, unless I'm in a relationship, but hey, you can actually <laughs> buy yourself flowers. Absolutely. I do yeah. it all the time. <laughs> so um, so th- that can be like a small like weekly breakup trophy is like making sure you always have fresh flowers in the house. Yeah. Um, candles, like fun things like that. Like I, you know, 
It, it can be anything. I like when I travel, this is like kind of related, but when I travel, I don't like getting like, um, you know, the touristy type uh, memorabilia, I guess. But instead I'll get something that I will definitely use like at least once a month. Um, and that way, I I always get reminded of that place. Like I have a pair of boots that are my London boots, and I think mm. about London every time I wear my boots. I like that. That's <laughs> oh yeah, shoes from each city you yeah. travel. I'm, I can get on board with that. Oh totally. So mm. yeah. Um. So it it's just like fun things like that. If it brings a smile to your face right now, it's worth doing. So um yeah, it could be. A spa day, a new pair of boots, like I said, new set of headphones, getting yourself a fancy trip. So like getting yourself that cruise or something that you've been looking forward to that maybe until this moment you thought you had to wait for someone to do it with you. Now, do it on your own. Um, oh, listen to uh, our episode with Kelly on solo travel. Yeah. I think it's only a few before this one. I don't know the exact solo number. travel with Kelly. Yeah, I think it was. In there. Okay. So yeah, check that out. It could be taking yourself on a dinner to that fancy place in town you've always wanted to try. New bedding. I am a big proponent of getting new sheets and new bedding yeah. after a breakup. Um yeah. So also continuing on that theme but we're listing it as something different is what feels good to you do that do that so yeah. um make a list of the things you love and keep it handy for those days when you feel really low and have a hard time getting out of your head so yeah. a self-care list could include a short list of people you know who you can always contact if you need support um, a list of foods that you love to eat, but also love you back and make yeah. you feel good mm -hmm. in return. A list of the activities you know will always make you feel a bit better. So like a walk, a bath, that sort of thing. Going mm -hmm. to the movies, places you love to go alone. That can be a big one. Um, shows or movies that always tend to lift your mood. Highly recommend Palm Springs. I will get everyone in the world to watch this movie by the time I die. So it is a good movie. Very happy. happy I got movie. Janice to watch it. So yeah, she did. I'm very um hesitant to ever watch anything new that anyone recommends to me. I know. But I did watch it. Um, it's a movie, in case anyone's wondering. You can stream it on Hulu. Definitely cute for sure, for sure. It's adorable. And my go-to is well, I have two for breakups. Queer Eye on Netflix is the happiest show. I love yes. them so much. And, and Grace and Grace Frankie. And Frankie. <laughs> because it's just goofy. And I love it. It has to do with the breakup. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. That show makes me laugh so hard. And it's I, I just think it's happy. It's it's, it's happy funny. Show. I'm I'm only two episodes in because I don't watch TV that often, so it takes mm. me a while. But man, it is such a good recommendation. Good actors. <laughs> it's yeah, I just um makes you laugh and yeah. I also think it's it's just it's not real you know and so it just it doesn't get you thinking about your own life very much it's, it's not real it's just so goofy Aww. and yeah I mean girl power too you know drink mm -hmm. fonda uh oh Netflix um 
or Queer Eye and Netflix is, has a new season starting New Year's Yay. Eve. <laughs> I'm so excited. Awesome. Love you guys. So this list is something that maybe you could make in your journal and that you can just keep handy uh, for the low days. I took a self-care yeah. class a couple of years back. Uh, one of my friends was running. I, I took it to support her. And actually, and this was something I learned that I really liked. She had us all do this for one of the modules and I thought it was clever. Oh, so if you are having a hard time coming up with anything for this list, if you're just thinking that sounds impossible, I would recommend doing a short meditation and letting the answers kind of come to you. I think sometimes when you're listening to a podcast episode or when you're in the midst of a breakup, you can think some of this is just not accessible to you because nothing's coming to you right away. Well, yeah. you know, quiet the mind and see see what yeah. comes. And if if you're like, oh my God, a meditation, um, try <laughs> going for a walk instead because sometimes yeah. like a moving meditation. Yeah, you could do that. Walking is like my best ideas come to me when I'm moving so like just going for a walk your your brain it just ah it for me that's that's like the key so yeah all right so let's talk about another self-care idea that might help you during your breakup this is a little related it's kind of a combination of some things we've already talked about but this is something I started last year and that is the wellness weekend and that is when you don't just take the weekend off of work and you know do your errands watch some tv go out to dinner you dedicate the entire weekend to pure wellness and to spoiling yourself and to just completely soaking up these two days i did this for the first time I think about a year ago, because I was experiencing some um, really crazy burnout. And so I came up with this concept and I think I've done it twice, twice since. And uh, I just, I always enjoy it. I, I've come up with some rules for the wellness weekend. So of course this is just me, but if you know, if this helps to inspire you, go with it. So first of all, everything has to be slow. I can't keep too strict of a schedule. You know, I, I sleep in, I don't put time restrictions on things. I am typically not a person who likes to be rushed even on my best days. So I just, um, go really, really easy. I do just what feels good. If something just doesn't light me up and get me excited, I, I cancel it. I don't do it. Even if I thought I was going to be into it and you think that something sounds good and that you want to do it, but then you you know, get to your wellness weekend and you're not excited, I cancel it. I keep plans really, really loose. If I do decide to do something, you know, I give myself a huge window of time for doing it. I read and rest a lot. I love to read. I love to rest. And so I make sure that I give myself plenty of time for all of that. I typically stay in bed reading until 10 or 11 on my wellness weekends and eat, drink, and be merry. I like to go out to fancy restaurants. I like to have some craft cocktails because that for me is self-care and being indulgent. That's going to maybe be different for other people, but those are my wellness weekend rules. Awesome. I love that. It could be a really good way to jumpstart your healing if you're going through a breakup. You might want to schedule one of these in. Let me know how it goes. (laughs) 
All right. So I recommend think about what you loved doing as a kid. Um, this typically comes up for people who are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I like. Like I always just do what everyone else is doing. What did you do as a kid? Rediscover those old passions. Like nothing is too silly or childish. You're basically a kid with grown up money now. Like let's let's still do kid stuff and have a really good time doing it. Reconnect with that joyful part of you. Everything doesn't have to be personal development or income producing. Like it, you can do stuff just for the fun of it. You don't even have to be good at it. If it makes you happy, then do it. It could mean like picking up the violin again. You're like, I'm never going to do this in public, but I love just like playing with it and I can play two things and that's it and it sucks, <laughs> but I love it do it like you don't have to be like oh i'm gonna pick up the violin and become like a prodigy an adult prodigy mm. at the violin no just do it for fun um just find those things that over the years you were taught were not something you should be doing that weren't like worthwhile and dropped off at some point like I don't know, maybe you liked designing clothes for your Barbies and stuff. Take like a fashion design class or something like mm -hmm. there's lots of ways to reconnect with who you were before you were told who you were supposed to be. Yeah, so. I think something for me is uh, that I kind of reconnected with was, um, you know, museums and bookstores and libraries. I used to yeah. love going to the library when I was a kid and you know, walking around a library is, is yeah. very relaxing to me, but I definitely, you know, definitely something that I stopped doing for a long time. So yeah. I think that's, that's really good advice. I think that's also really good advice for a breakup. If you are thinking um, that you're lonely and that you want to get back into a, into a partnership because, you know, you don't like spending time alone. I think reconnecting with yourself and what you like doing as a child could be really therapeutic. Another tip find meaning. So this is huge. Like, I mean, I think that finding meaning is one of the most important things we can do as a human. And the great thing about it and the tough thing about it is that there is no right answer. So you get to decide what your meaning, what your purpose is. So like, this is not just like why the breakup happened. I'm talking about like you personally, with or without a partner, what is your meaning? Um, because your your meaning cannot just be your ex. Like, no, you mm -hmm. have more than that. Even if you think right now you don't, you definitely do. So this could mean volunteering in something that you're passionate about. Um, visit the elderly and assisted living, like experiment, try things and see what clicks and gives you that like, oh, this is it. So, you know, if you're, if you're volunteering with the elderly, like their stories might help give you perspective while you keep them company. Um, pet therapy is hugely beneficial. So you can be getting the benefits of pet therapy while also giving back to a shelter um you know walking dogs or brushing cats at the shelter maybe the thing 
for you. You can even foster a pet so your house doesn't feel so lonely. Um, the great thing about fostering is you're generally trying to find that dog a home as well. So it means like, hey, if you're going to foster this dog, we want you going to pet friendly breweries on the weekend and talking to strangers about how great this dog is. And you're going to meet people doing that as well. And it's just a way to get yourself out of your house because you're doing it for this animal. It's a little easier to do if you're struggling to find that motivation for yourself. So um, maybe this means it's time for you to go build schools in low income communities or become more involved in human rights issues. Um, like getting outside of yourself can be self-care yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel good, then absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I volunteer <laughs> here at the Molly Brown house in town. And that, yeah, I would definitely say it's self-care for me because, uh, something I enjoy and I, I even take time off work sometimes uh, to do it. And, um, it gets me excited and yeah, it gets me out of the house. I've met really good friends. Um, so yeah, find out what that is for you and do it. I would, you know, if, if you are going through a breakup and you pick up something like this, a volunteer a job I would love to know that would yeah. make me very excited to hear about yes so self-care and breakups what if you commit to just doing one thing a day if you are still thinking none of this resonates with me I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this hole that I'm in I think that one thing a day is applicable to you I think it's applicable to everyone maybe breakup or no breakup can you commit to taking just five minutes each morning to think, either do a meditation or think about <laughs> setting an intention for the day and one thing that you can do for yourself to promote your healing? So, I mean, I would say that you might not even need five minutes. Just take a moment to set an intention for your day. And yeah, like I said, think of just one, one thing that you can do. So it might be the walk. It might be reaching out to a friend it might be buying yourself something on amazon or doing your laundry even you know maybe you haven't done your laundry and that's making you feel like shit is that you know something that you can do uh, that'll make you make you feel better who knows yeah. remember you don't have to do it all at once you can just take do one thing a day or take one moment out of a day to set an intention for either your day or your healing Healing is a process that takes time and it builds on itself. Also, I think that it can feel daunting to people to think that you have to heal and you have to, you know, take on all of this and it, you know, it doesn't, it's one, one day at a time and it does take effort. That's another reason we're doing this episode is self-care and healing takes intention and effort. Using your breakup as a new beginning takes being proactive about the creation of this new chapter in your life. It doesn't write itself. You get to write it. If you can decide to do just one thing a day to care for your heart or get one baby step closer to moving on, you will be amazed at what you can create over time. Yeah, seriously. So to finish up here, are you ready to up your self-care game? Yes. <laughs> so that was our self-care episode. That was definitely uh, like a boom, 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 like way 
going through all the different avenues that self-care can be found for yourself. If this was a great introduction, but you want more, like, as we mentioned, we would love to support you. Please be in touch if you'd like to learn about breakup coaching. This in your itself could be a form of self-care. Absolutely. Just, yeah. There's no greater investment than investing in yourself. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's it's been incredible to help people through this and just trust yourself on this. It's always worth it. If, if you're feeling called to do it, it's always worth it. So mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, um, yeah, it definitely helps. It gives you someone to talk to. It gives you someone to be accountable to for some of this. It gives you ideas. Yeah. I love, I got a text over the weekend from one of my clients who says, I haven't looked all weekend, you know, at the social media <laughs> and she wanted to tell me and yeah, it's, it's really helpful. You know, not everyone is the person that you can text and say that to, you know, yeah. and have them be really excited for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please be in touch with us. We'll help you develop a self-care uh, plan that's custom for you and your experience. Yeah. Awesome. And did this episode help? Like, please let us know. Um, we would love for you to show us some love and uh, the circle of love. Ah, oh my God. Why is it falling <laughs> apart now? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong <laughs> something's wrong with me <laughs> all right end of the week this is it <laughs> one hour into the week yeah <laughs> okay did this episode help we'd love for you to show us some love by leaving us a review on apple Podcasts. it gives us the warm fuzzies and it also helps others find the show and as always we're not too cool to uh talk to you in our dms uh although they are quite busy now so if it takes us a little bit just know you we're not too cool we're just we're doing a lot of stuff right now. Well, if you um, <laughs> if you want to connect with us, join the Facebook group, Break yes. Up Broken Hearts and Moving On. Uh, you can get support from other members there as well. And if you want to, you know, if you do want to leave us a DM, you could also say that you'd like us to, you know, maybe discuss it on the show. Yeah. And we'll be in touch. And yeah, like Claire said, if you just want to tell us how, you know, much this helped, if you leave a review that so um, huge. it helps us and it also lets us know you loved it yeah and we'll you. send you a sticker and yeah thing. we're still doing that if anyone who leaves us a review send me a dm with a screenshot of the review and your address and i'll send you a thank you card in the mail with some x-files stickers yeah. awesome well Great. we love you guys and we'll talk to you very soon bye good luck out there Thank you for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us or learn about breakup coaching, find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast.